Please let me get the podcast for you. My hero. It's Schmanners. husband host no is that it yeah that's right (laughs) hello internet i'm your husband host travis mcelroy and i'm your wife host Teresa mcelroy and you're listening to schmanners it's extraordinary etiquette for ordinary occasions hello my dove hello dear how how are you how are you it feels like it's been forever because we bulk recorded like five episodes that's true uh and so like this is the first like recording episode i've done in like two weeks yeah uh which is bonkers and it's a bonkers time. Uh, in in case you haven't heard, uh, this was supposed to be uh, our our first Max Fun Drive episode, but uh, Max Fun has made the decision, uh, and we agree to postpone the Max Fun Drive because you know this is an uncertain time, and uh, we didn't want to stress anybody out. But we still want to provide pressure. that good good content. Oh, so yeah, here yeah. we are. We're yeah. doing it anyway. Yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't miss it for the world because. It's our jobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I couldn't believe we hadn't done chivalry before. I, I know. thought I I I thought that we had, but the fact that we can't remember No, we definitely have. We definitely have. Because once I started researching this, I was like, oh no, I'd remember this. Maybe it was mentioned in something. Oh, definitely. Oh, There's yes. no way we haven't mentioned chivalry because chivalry as a concept, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not quite as ubiquitous a term as like manners or etiquette. Yeah. But I think it's right up there, right? It's a thing that people refer to uh, specifically with, like, dudes, you know, Mm -hmm. of, like, oh, chivalry. Like, okay, so let's put it this way. Let's start here. What do you think of when you think of chivalry? I think of King Arthur. Okay. Good call. But what do you think of when you think of, like, behaviors and... Uh, what are the tenets of chivalry? Uh, you know, holding open doors. Yeah. Hi, baby dot. Welcome. Welcome to the party, pal. Um, and uh, you know, like putting the coat over the the over puddle. The puddle. Which has anyone done that? <laughs> That's not a thing, right? That's I mean, just we a- we talked about it a long time ago. And we were like, I mean, I don't think that it actually happens in the world. Right. There Maybe were movies. different literary kind yeah, of right. things right. I mentioned. Like, for instance, I always think of um, the Disney cartoon of uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, right? Right. Where Ichabod Crane um, puts his coat over a puddle for, what's her name? Yeah. Katrina. Really? Yes. Good poll. Um, and so, like, that's that's how I knew about that. But, like... See, for me, I have an image in my head, and I can't remember what it's from, but somebody putting a coat down and somebody stepping on the coat and, like, sinking into the puddle. <laughs> I'm sure that's another cartoon. Um, but here's the... The reason I wanted to cover this, right, is because we always talk about, on this show, about, like, the history of the etiquette idea, but also how it still applies, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think more than pretty much anything I can think of, chivalry is the kind of thing where people 
now nowadays is chivalry dead chivalry's yeah, dead right is chivalry dead that sounds like a headline i've read right? multiple times it's a, and, and the, here's the reason that is well we'll get to it right because okay. the question is what is chivalry and the thing is there is no good answer for that so Here's, we, we, like you said, we think about like the Arthurian legend, mm-hmm. King Arthur, you know, knights. Lancelot, right, Ivanhoe. Rescuing damsels. And, I mean, Ivanhoe was not one of the, the yes, knights still, of the round a, table. A but chivalrous knight. Right. Um, but the, the idea of like, you know, these white knights and fair maidens, throw that right out the window. Because that's not chivalry? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. So it was actually a like aristocratic lifestyle ideal. Okay. Um, but the thing is, is that there was no one chivalry like method. There was no one because it was the kind of thing where it was like, as, as needed, like it will fill the space, you know, it is like a liquid. It will fill the space. Okay, the as space needed. it's in. So it's fluid. Let's rewind way, way back to the beginning. The beginning of chivalry, at least in our research for this show, and I think that this is going to be the kind of episode where everyone's going to be like, well, actually, and that's fine. You can tweet it at us. No, um, don't tweet it at well, us. <laughs> um, the, the, the beginning of chivalry traces back to one small invention. Can you guess what it is? Uh, the book. Nope. <laughs> okay. You ready? The stirrup. The stirrup. The stirrup. Because, oh, okay. Yes. Uh, because, so... Mounted combat was not new, right? People had been fighting on horses forever. But with the stirrup, they were able to deliver these, like, powerful blows, right? Because before that, right, you had a sword in one hand and the reins in the other to stay on. Oh, and you had to kind of grip the horse with your legs. With the stirrups, you could brace against it, right, and swing, like, with your whole body. This kind of reminds me a lot of the high heels episode, right? Because that was another thing that allowed the boot to stay in the stirrup. So this is all kind of like steps toward the end yes right so now you could like real like armor had to step up because chain mail suddenly like wasn't enough right that's why you start seeing like plate mail and like solid you know pieces because you could basically like two-handed swing or throw your whole body weight into it Mm. and just smash a fool so this turned cavalries into like you know death sentence like a marching like tanks, basically, okay, right? Okay. And so the the term chivalry actually comes from the French word for knight on horseback, chevalier. Oh, yes. that makes sense. Right. Okay. Now, it, it, this is disputed if this is the first interpretation of the word knight, uh, because it's possible that it comes from Old English or German words for servant or bondsman. Uh, but when when it comes to chivalry, right, this is where we start seeing that aristocratic part of it. Right, because you had to be rich to be a knight. Right. Or, at the very least, you needed a rich backer. Mm-hmm. So you needed a well-trained horse because imagine, like, you're rushing into battle with, the, with people yelling and metal clanging and all of this. And, like, if I was a horse... I'd be like, oh, no. No, no, <laughs> no, thank you. But then again, if I was a knight, I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, you know what? No, that, no, thank you. <laughs> that's not your preferred job, I oh, think. In no, the- yeah, you know, I'd be a jester. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'd be a jester 
Or if I could somehow travel back with my basic understanding of like science and engineering, I'd be a wizard. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is the thing is like, not only did you need the horse, you had to feed the horse, take care of the horse. You had to, you know, weapons, saddles, take care of your armor, all of this stuff. Maybe even pay someone to do that for you. Well, so that's the thing is so there were lots of noble houses that now were like, oh, you know what? I want to claim some land. I want to be a part of this. So I'm going to start paying people to do this thing for me, which is why if you ever see like in movies where knights are like, my lord, my lord, yes, my lord. Like that wasn't just saying like, yes, sir, as we might say now. It was probably like their lord, right? Is like this is the lord who controlled them. And so because these were not necessarily people doing their own fighting, they were like rich people paying people. You had this idea of, like, I'm willing to throw myself into battle and hurt people for a paycheck, mm-hmm. right? And this, so it led to, like, this really unstructured, untrained, violent, uh, like, class opening up, right? The night class or the the warrior class, right? Okay. Because they're basically mercenaries. Right. And we think of knights as, you know, as you have said, like Arthurian knights of the round table, these like shining examples of it, right? But a lot of times it was just like more like Game of Thrones, where it's just like, I'm willing to do the bidding for you if you will give me land and a title and pay for my stuff, right? And so it led to like lots of violence, right? If you think about like the Hundred Years <gasps> War. I'm putting it together in my brain. I won't say anything because I'm sure you want the reveal. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so we think of, and, and so like the Hundred Years War was like these rich dudes, right? Who are like, oh, and this aggressive style of fighting where people were clobbering each other. And so chivalry was created as a societal thing to say like, hey, maybe don't be monsters. Yeah. 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 So they had the so there was this this creation of this mercenary class, and then they created rules to keep the mercenary class in check. Sure. Yes. Basically, and yeah. and it was first um, created by the church. Um, they are so like on it about yes. making rules. Yes. They totally make rules for everyone all the time. Um. And so. Um, Jennifer Goodman Wallach, a professor of medieval studies at Texas A&M, like think of them like tanks, right? They, they've got horses and armor, right? They're chugging along and they're hard to stop, right? So if you think about it, when there was no war and it's just like, I don't know, we're going to take this village, I guess, <laughs> take what we want, right? And so these knights were not honorable. And Alex, our researcher, uses some choice words to describe <laughs> these knights. But let's just say they were like entitled. Okay. And maybe not in full control of their impulses. And they, a lot of them were from aristocratic families um, and commanded by, frankly, warlords. And so if <laughs> this is, I'm going to read this verbatim because I like this line that Alex wrote. If these guys had a tender bio, their love for looting, burning, and pillaging would be listed in the place where normal people would write that they're proud dog moms and love going on adventures. <laughs> so this this code, this idea of chivalry was instilled for a lot of different reasons. And one of them, as we said, was like control of saying like, hey, please don't like pillage. In like that would that's not cool, but it was also a, a classist thing, right? Of like, 
think of it this way. Because it was so amorphous, mm-hmm. you could say like, ah, but you are not chivalrous. And it meant nothing. Mm. But it was like a way of saying like, that's why you can't be a knight. Man, I hate that this is my go-to example, but it is. It's like in Knight's Tale, right? Where they're like Heath Ledger's character is willing to do all this stuff. But they're like, oh, but you didn't come from an aristocratic family. So that's why mm. you can't, right? It, because... That's why you can't sit with us. It kept people from raising up into, you know, the next class, right? This kind of unattainable uh, perfectness that you had to have, I think. uh, Isn't this also kind of a a religious aspect, right? So that you could also get people to go fight the crusades for you and things like that. We'll get to that in a second. But yes. And so... Uh, Woolock goes on to write, quote, in the early Middle Ages, church councils were praying to be delivered from knights. Um, and so they they wrote this idea of, like, knights have to have a professional code. And, you know, codes aren't new. Um, you know, there's the Romans and samurai and all this stuff. But the thing is, is chivalry isn't summarized in a single code. And it's it's kind of whatever... They needed it to be in the Mm -hmm. moment. So what is it? Well, um, basically, how it started, like I said, it comes from chevalier, which means warrior on horseback, which comes from chevalerie, uh, which means horse soldiery. And so a chevalier who practiced chevalerie uh, became known as chivalry. So in the, uh, like, originally translated if someone was good at chivalry they were good at not falling off their horse while fighting okay right well that is definitely one aspect to fighting on a horse but then it became this much broader idea of like complementing their fighting and their lifestyle and 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 you're still thinking what does it mean but there is no direct answer because it, it so a noble person might think chivalry involved respectful poise and adherence to etiquette in court. Someone who carries themselves, mm-hmm. you know, like, ah, how chivalrous, you know, as you said, the coat on the puddle and the, the proper bow. Right. But clergy might believe that chivalrous knights, you know, showed discipline and unwavering faith. And this is where we see a lot of that in the Crusades. Uh, and and didn't want to be violent unless forced to draw a sword. But a warlord would describe a man as chivalrous if he doled out swift and aggressive justice to those who wronged him. Or So it, it really was this. So like, it's like the same definition of cool. What is right, cool? Right. Exactly. Right. Cool is whatever you like. you're not wrong right because it was this thing of like how do we keep people from joining this cool group by not ever really knowing what cool is unless we wanted to exclude someone so here here are some examples that we found uh of like differing ideas right one maybe a knight must care carry himself with grace and poise as he enters the court or remain loyal to jesus christ until the very end serving him as his master Crusades. Uh, you must always walk on the right side of a lady, right? But then there was also, and here's quick trigger warning here. This is about assault. But like, it was okay to, let's say, sexually assault a woman if you wanted to, if you'd quote unquote earned it, right? Like, this is where we get into that like pillaging and taking what's your, right? Chivalry was not 
like knowing how to treat a woman. Because it's about knowing how to treat the women that you like. But maybe Not even the, that. Maybe the other warlords women you could Well, mistreat. so here's the thing, and I'm I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. But this idea of like taking care of women and being like courteous to women that was like a propaganda thing later that we'll get to. But like this idea, it had nothing it to do. It sounds very Victorian to right. me. This, well, this had nothing to do with like, and of course, we all agree here mm-hmm. in the 11th century that yeah. women are to be treated with respect. And like, no, that was not a thing. So knights put damsels in distress. Well, I mean, they just didn't really think of them that hey, way. That was supposed to be kind oh, of a sorry. joke. Oh, sorry. Ha, 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 ha. Very good. Um, and that's the thing is like there there is no short answer. So where did we get this idea? And we've been circling around it, we touched on it a bunch, the Arthurian legend. So think of these tales as opinion pieces okay. masquerading as history. So several churches and noble people wrote these fantastical stories that we know today where knights are brave adventurers saving women and slaying dragons, and this served two purposes. One, it helped spread propaganda to impressionable youth by raising up the idea of the good, just, and polite knight Mm -hmm. as a pop culture hero, and the church hoped that this would lessen violence over time. Well, also in that the idea that people are called... By God, right? right. So the Lady exactly. of the Lake is kind of like the 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 God stand in, like it's a, a calling. You, you are an, you are the arm of God, right? Mm-hmm. Not you're not operating for your own desires, right? You're mm-hmm. doing God's work, right? And two, the other purpose was any story that became popular helped spread the author's personal agenda on what they felt chivalry should be. So, for example, the book of the Order of Chivalry by Ramon Lowell portrays chivalry as a kind of noble and romantic ideal. This is where we get knights kissing maidens' hands and taking their handkerchiefs into battle, right? It was a history of chivalry and not actually the truth about chivalry. The the book of chivalry by Joffrey de Carney takes a more pragmatic view, showing knights instead as thoughtful and intellectual men. And they're both just opinion pieces instead of historical accounts where each man is making clear what he thinks knights should act like. Um, And the incorrect impressions we have of chivalric laws are because the romances that talked of knights who were pure and virtuous and romantic, saving maidens, they were just the most popular at the time, and therefore were passed down the most, right? These were not like historical accounts of, I was sitting on a bench and I watched this dude do this thing. This was like, let me tell you of the knights, (laughs) right? Now, one of the things we have to thank for the idea of chivalry is Arthur. The portrayal of Arthur as a man of honor and pillar of the people has influenced our idea of knights in ways we don't even realize. And the portrayal of Lancelot in those legends also swayed our modern psyche when it comes to the idea of chivalry. When you think about it, England at the time of the Arthurian legend needed something to believe in, right? And this is true. We see this throughout history and throughout uh, you know, novels and fiction and all this stuff, right? Right. Superman. 
the Iliad, you know, like these ideas of like, here's a hero we can all rally behind. I like how you went from like a super modern example to like a super old example. Well, I'll tell you my secret. I don't have a lot of these in 1800. (laughs) I'm sure there were some. Um, But like even now, super like the Avengers movies, right? Where it's just like, hey, here's here's not only some escapism. But here's some ideals, right? Here's mm-hmm. some things. I mean, that's what Captain America is completely that's about. That's exactly what Captain America is about, right? And so when you uh, and so in these times, right, back to the Arthurian legend, the Roman Empire was falling, Anglo-Saxon tribes were warring, and there was nothing to unite the British people. And so the idea of this chivalrous, just, and roundtable installing Arthur with his humble beginnings, it was like a big deal. And the thing is, is in the in the legends, he's not perfect, mm-hmm. right? Like he defies Merlin despite warnings, and he wasn't able to find the Grail because his heart wasn't pure enough. And you know, there's the issues with Guinevere and Lancelot. Like he was flawed, but he did his best. And so it ended up being this, uh, you know, this idealistic this uh uh what's the word i'm looking for when you reach for something legend well but it was also like it gave people it didn't seem out of their reach okay right it was aspirational aspirational that was it this attainable kind of perfection of like we could all be a little more like arthur right and there's this quote in the death king arthur by sir thomas mallory that kind of summed up uh, a, a the modern ideal of chivalry, and it was spoken at Lancelot's funeral. And a character says, "Thou wert the meekest man who ever ate in the hall amongst ladies, and thou wert the were the sternest knight to thy mortal mortal foe that ever put steel in the rest." Basically, saying like around women, you were genteel and and meek, and around enemies. You killed real good. You kicked the butts. Right. And it, it was a, a titan, a titan in the streets. And a, no, uh, but like this idea of like in the feast hall, you were gentle. And out in the battlefield, not so much. And so this is where we get into the talking of modern chivalry. And I think that this is the problem when we talk about it. And this here's where I am going to bloviate for a little bit right the thing is is even now this is where the connection like blew me away thinking about it because i already knew this about modern chivalry but to see that it's still like kind of traced back is chivalry is still an amorphous thing that people try to use to enforce their own ideals yeah and their own BS, right? Is like Exactly. You can't sit with us unless you're cool. Right. But more than that, it's like, ah, this is how a woman should be treated. This oh, okay. is how a man should act. This is how a woman should act. Right? That idea of like a man opening a door for one that has nothing to do with chivalry. There's no that that wasn't like Lancelot wasn't opening a horse door to like help <laughs> a lady get in, right? This is a thing of like here is an outdated practice that like puts women in their place that they are waiting for a man to open the door that a man a bit, because here's the thing I was talking with a, a friend recently about this is like what it really comes down to is these behaviors of the opening the door the bringing home flowers the all of these things they are 
They are the trappings of being a good partner. They are performatively being a kind person without the actual work that goes into being a good mm, partner or a okay. kind person. So like, I will display for you that I love you by opening the door. I will display for you that I love you by not chewing, you know, with my mouth open or whatever. Not that those are bad things, right? Here's the thing. Because I love it when you bring me home flowers from right, the grocery store. This is the thing. There's nothing wrong with these practices. You know, if if your partner wants you to walk on the right side of them, if your partner wants you to open the door, if your partner wants flowers, these things are all great. But the problem is, is what we see now is people saying, this is what you have to do okay. to be a good partner or and thank the Lord. It's not being enforced, at least not in my circles and the things I read, it's not being enforced in the same way. But like this idea of if you do these things, if you check off this list, you are a good partner without ever getting into like, hey, did you ask them what they want? Did you do these things? Is this... You know, what what is actually making your relationship strong and healthy? Or are you just going through the motions because someone told you that? I, I was looking up, like, different, like, modern chivalry. And it was like, he calls you back. And it's like, oh, my God. It's like the lowest, lowest threshold for being a not terrible partner. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, he doesn't openly make fun of you. Uh-huh. It's like... All of this stuff of like, hey, like this- old school Cosmo stuff, right? And it's it's nothing. It is honestly nothing. It it is basically like to look back and the ninth is like, yeah, they're not going around murdering people. How chivalrous! And it's like, no, you know, the problem is, is that we we want to use terms like chivalry. Once again, these amorphous things of this like hearkening back to a better time. I mean, it is what it always has been, right? Is it's people trying to use the concept of chivalry to push their own agenda. Yeah. Right? And so if you if you look now you and search, because I did this, oh. <laughs> if you search, like, is chivalry dead? It's all like, I miss the days where... <laughs> and it's dumb. It's bad. And so here's... Well, and it's also this whole, like, masculine construct, right? right? Where the men were men, and they treated the women like women, and blah, 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 blah. So here's what I propose. Since chivalry is this amorphous thing, and it's for people to push their own agendas, why not push our agenda? Okay. Right? And so this is the thing, is is Alex and I agree, right, in, in our research and everything about it, is like... We could use chivalry to try to undo a lot of concepts of toxic masculinity, right? Because, sure, there are those who see chivalry as like, I will step up and fight for what is right, right? But there is also, in history, right, in the history of chivalry, people who say, I do not want to fight. Mm -hmm. Like, that the chivalrous man shows... Uh, restraint. mercy, right? Yeah. Restraint and mercy, and you know, like doesn't hurt, and that kind. Of, and so, like, why don't we focus on that more and say, like, the chivalrous person? Uh, because I think that part of undoing it is going to be saying chivalry can apply to anybody who wants to. Chivalry, maybe, like, chivalry is knowing that it's okay to cry, 
right? Because in the Arthurian legend, there's people who write about Lancelot weeping when he really like when he was told that he was the greatest knight in the kingdom in the land, right? Mm-hmm. And he was so happy to hear that he wept, right? And so it's like, yeah, how about we say chivalry is like being okay showing emotions, being okay being kind and gentle and not just treating women with, but treating everyone with respect and like just being a chill person who's not looking for a fight, who's okay showing emotions, who's kind and gentle, who is, you know, just as happy doing, you know, traditionally masculine things as they are doing traditionally feminine things. But also stands up for what's right. Stands up for what is right. But knows that sometimes throwing fists isn't the way to do that. Sometimes it's by leading, by example, and all of these things, right? Like, the thing is, is chivalry is not dead, because I don't think it was ever alive to begin with. <laughs> I think that chivalry is a a skeleton structure on which other people projected their thing. But it's just, it's a code. Just like there have been codes forever. Like the pirate code. Right, the pirate code, samurai code, the, all this stuff, right? All of it is like, well, I don't know if the pirate could ever. <laughs> I see you smirking because you made me agree to it. You tricked me because you know I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean too many times it's to true. pretend like the pirate code is not real. <laughs> but my point being is that, like, I think we could use chivalry as a shortcut to say, like, oh, did you know chivalry means this? And when people are like, oh, no, it doesn't, we're like, show me where it doesn't. Oh. And, and they won't be able to find it. So before we wrap up, here are some things that I think everybody, when they hear chivalry, thinks of, right? Let's wrap up by doing, I don't know, like we usually talk about like the actual etiquette, but I don't know that that is a thing in in chivalry, but I think this is the, these are the things that everyone thinks of when they think of chivalry. Okay. Fair play. Yes. Don't attack an unarmed foe, a dismounted enemy, or a civilian. Do not cheat, attack from behind, or torture. I can get behind that. Right. Nobility. Respect authority. Obey the law. Protect the innocent. Sure. Sure. As long as they're not a tyrant. Sure. Uh, Valor. Exhibit courage in word and deed. Never abandon a friend, an ally, or a noble cause. Respect women and protect them. Now, if that was respect people and protect them, then I'm 100% on board with that. I love this reading voice that you have. Thank you very much. This is my proclamation voice. Honor. Keep your word. Maintain your principles. Be a person one can trust. I think I'm kind of doing a bit of a Sam the Eagle kind of thing. A little bit. That's the American way. (laughs) Courtesy. Be polite and mannerly. Treat all people with respect. Listen attentively. Yes. Mm, okay. Okay. Loyalty. Remain true to your country, lord, kingdom, cause, and loved ones. Sure. Sure. It's open to interpretation, that These one. These all sound nice. Now, sound and nice. this one I think Alex just threw in. I don't, if Merlin tells you not to mess with Guinevere, leave the poor woman alone. <laughs> that one seems oddly specific, Alex. Thank you so much. And thank you, Alex. For your help in putting this one together, as always, we wouldn't be able to do it without you. Thank you to MaximumFun.org, our podcast home. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you you are incredible, and I'm... And you know, even though we've postponed the Max Fun Drive, something that you can do for us 
all year round is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and to, you know, tweet about us. Tell, Tell a, friend. a friend. Yeah, jinx. And if you like this episode and you're like, oh, I learned so much from it. Tell somebody. Yeah, the more the more listeners we have, the more we can grow our show. And when the time comes, the more members we can add to the Max Fun family. And the more exciting everything will be and will grow and become more powerful. <laughs> um, let's see, what else, Teresa? What are we forgetting? We always thank Brent, Brentlefloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, thanks to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. You can reach us at SchmannersCast. That's where we get all of our listener submitted questions for our topics. Um, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover uh, photograph of our fan run Facebook group. You should join that if you would love to give and get excellent advice. And if you would like to submit a topic to us, please email us schmannerscast at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.